0: Coming up on this edition of the Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast, we have a front office change, and it's a name you might not be too familiar with, but somebody who is very instrumental behind the scenes, and as well, a coaching tree look at my time with the Washington football team, the Washington Redskins, and who is shaping the playoffs. We'll explain. That's next. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, you are locked on to the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell flying solo on this particular edition. David Harrison will be back with a solo edition on the next edition of LOWFT. Uh, I am one half of the Russell and Medhurst Hurst Show. On the Team 980, Monday through Friday, the Washington football team's flagship station in the Washington, D.C. area and worldwide on the Odyssey app. You can listen from 3 to 7 Eastern time most days. We thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen. Each and every day, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow David at DHarrison82 on Twitter. You can read him. On SI.com's Fan Nation, covering the Washington football team, you can follow me on Twitter at Wrestlemania621, at Wrestlemania621, and the podcast at LockedWFTPod, at Locked WFT Pod. Again, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. All right, so let's get started right away with this. The Washington football team has had a key behind-the-scenes business executive lead the team. His name is Damon Jones. He was the chief legal counsel, and he was a key part of the search for a new uh, stadium and, as well, part of the new name process. You're The chief legal counsel, you're going to be looking into a lot of, well, go figure, legal issues and things and items of that sort. And one of them was, of course, all the trademark and... The business protections, if you will, of the name and also helping Jason Wright with the new stadium. So he's leaving not only the NFL, but he's leaving Washington and the East Coast and heading to the Los Angeles Dodgers to become their assistant general manager. Molly Friedman is being promoted to the chief legal officer and senior vice president for the team now. Um, I'd be less than honest with you if I knew a whole lot about Mali, The team issued a statement on Tuesday uh, saying and confirming that as of January 21st, which depending on when you're listening to this is two days away, uh, that that move will become effective, again, to chief legal officer and senior vice president of business affairs. Uh, and the way they describe it, is it is an extension of her previous role as vice president uh, and deputy general counsel. And the way I understand it is when you're a deputy general counsel, I mean, obviously you're heavily involved in all of the legal affairs. So this makes sense um, that she would be replacing Damon Jones who, again, is the chief legal counsel. And as a matter of fact, it's possible. I don't know, but based on what I've heard about other companies um, with a deputy general counsel, is they might have their elbows, if you will, a little bit more, I guess, in the ground, for lack of a better term, than maybe even their supervisor or the person that was above that. Not to say that Damon Jones wasn't heavily involved. I'm not saying that. But a deputy general counsel, as opposed to a chief legal counsel, might do more of the quote-unquote dirty work. Okay? So she's being promoted. Good for her. Congratulations. Uh, They say, um, again, Mallie Friedman will oversee the team's legal and business affairs function and provide organization-wide legal and strategic support. And that they have been working closely together to ensure a smooth transition. So, obviously, this has been going on for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever it might be. Uh, the reason why this is somewhat important um, to you, maybe the fans, is Damon Jones was actually featured in that seven-and-a-half-minute team-generated video about a week-and-a-half ago announcing the 2 date and why they couldn't use Red Wolves or Wolves, or allegedly, supposedly, why they couldn't. It was a brief cameo in the video. It was not anything that you would necessarily go, oh my goodness, we can't lose that guy. But I'm just pointing it out that Jones was very, very, very involved in, obviously, this process. Now, it appears, certainly, you would think, that Friedman was as well. Although, again, what exactly all of this led to and what exactly everybody's role was, really hard to tell until, uh, you know, you get a little bit more, uh, I guess, specific information, which I don't know, honestly, if that is going to be provided uh, to us. So so you have that situation, and the team will go on and presumably be okay, but just wanted to point that out again. It's not the most earth-shattering news to most fans, but it is somewhat important. Meanwhile, in terms of on-field personnel that you might uh, care about and know uh, certainly more about, just pointing this out, a uh, former Washington football team head coach, Jay Gruden, interviewed a few days ago with Matt Rule, the head coach for now of the Carolina Panthers, via Zoom for their offensive coordinator uh, job. There are many candidates for that job. Jay is, you know, one of ten or eleven uh, that we know about that Matt Rule was talking to. Obviously, he is. Uh, taking his time and doing a thorough search. Also, Raheem Morris, who was a former defensive backs coach here in Washington in the Mike Shanahan era uh, and, uh, you know, of course, was not retained by Jay Gruden um, as the two of them have an interesting little history. Raheem Morris, who's been the defensive coordinator for Sean McVay, who was actually retained by Jay Gruden in 2014, um, Raheem Morris, who's been the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams for the last year since Brandon Staley went from the Rams to the Chargers and Joe Barry went from the Rams to the Packers. Raheem Morris, who's done a pretty good job certainly on Monday night against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, he has received a request to talk with the Minnesota Vikings for their head coaching job it's not exactly known whether Raheem will do that or not when they will do that remember it's a short week for the Rams so maybe that doesn't happen until after the Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game on Sunday don't know uh, at this point but again a short week for Raheem Morris and the Rams but good for Ra. Uh, I got to cover him for a couple years, got to know him pretty well, uh, off on the side, several different, you know, encounters and conversations, just talking football and life and uh, all of that, just an infectious energy and personality, I talked to somebody that, you know, we both know, uh, meaning Raheem and I, uh, and that worked in the building at the point uh, in which we both did, and... Uh, They told me, and I didn't, you know, I guess I didn't think about this, that Raheem Morris, in addition to being a former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Raheem Morris, also a very good evaluator of talent. That's what this person uh, reminded me of. And certainly that could be something to keep an eye on for the Minnesota Vikings or presumably uh, other teams. Chicago Bears interviewing former Redskins slash Washington Director of Pro Player Personnel, Morocco Brown, who's been with the Colts for a number of years. All right, so that's a bunch of news and notes to get us started on this particular episode. Coming up, we will hit the voicemail line right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast because it's the new year, it's New Year's resolutions time, and it's hard enough to keep them going, to go to the gym, to eat right, but it's easier, easier. If you have Built Bar as part of your New Year's resolution plan. That's right, Built Bar, 100% soft and easy to chew, pure chocolate, a protein bar that tastes like candy bar. And trust me, it does. You will not know that you are eating something really good for you when you have a Built Bar. All the delicious varieties and flavors, 130 calories, most bars uh, contain 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 or so grams of protein, Again, you compare that to your normal candy bar, and it's so much better for you. You'll feel better about what you're putting into your body. Again, so many different flavors from peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies, and cream salt to caramel. And check out Built.com because they're always coming out with new limited-time flavors. And when you're at built.com, you use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, thanks for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Let's hit the voicemail line, uh, which you can certainly join us on. At 301-615-3577, that's 301-615-3577, and let's queue it up for our pal Camion.
1: A couple of things. One, see how fans are saying, oh, my God, this has been the worst season ever, you know. I mean, I've been a fan since 83, you know, and I can remember back in, uh, what was it, 93, when we had four wins. You know, 94, three wins, 95, six wins. Those were, uh that stretch was, ooh. And then not to mention what, 2014 and as early as 2019, three-win season, both those, three and 13. So we done had worse. I, I mean, I'll take seven wins over three, four, any day. Um, I understand things uh went off the rails. I truly believe uh better quarterback. Yeah, three, four more wins. I'm hoping that they go the Rams route. Let's just go all in. Draft pits and all, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Westbrook. I'm not too big on Aaron Rodgers. But Watson, yeah, give up those draft pits. I mean, look at the Rams. They gave up theirs and doing pretty good. That's my take on it. Um, Like always, I I can't help but sing the praises of Bill Barr. Man, oh, man. That Carmel Apple Delight. Woo! Y'all haven't tasted it. Oh, man, y'all missing out. That lemon dip cheesecake, the puff. Oh, man. Oh, man. Brings a tear to my eyes just thinking about them. I stay ordering them, but uh, very excited for the new name. Uh, I'm just like, don't care what it is. Let's just get all that behind us and rock and roll. I called it the caramel apple delight, and it's the caramel almond delight. I can't butcher a foot bar like that. But that Carmel Almond Delight, oh my God. Please tell me y'all tasted this. It is amazing. Holla at me. Well, holla. <laughs> All
0: right, Camion, as always, we appreciate you uh, and appreciate the love for Built Bar, no doubt about it. And as far as Camion's point about rather winning seven or eight games as opposed to three games, yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all about competing for the playoffs, trying to make the playoffs. The problem is is when you fall short, then you kind of hurt yourself in terms of p- being able to potentially get that franchise-defining, franchise-changing player, i.e. a Joe Burrow, somebody like that. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't always work out that way, obviously. But... You know, by finishing with the number two overall pick instead of the number one overall pick by trying to win some games in 2019, Washington didn't get Joe Burrow. And they could have had Joe Burrow instead of Chase Young. And obviously, Chase hopefully still has a good career ahead of him, but it clearly looks like the Cincinnati Bengals got the better player. Just keep that in mind. All right, thanks to on again. Now, real quickly, just want to go over some of the coaching connections here in Washington, and guys that I covered, guys that I got to know on a personal level that are still in the playoffs or are part of this year's playoffs. And I was starting to think about this after Monday night's Rams pasting of the Arizona Cardinals in which Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams uh, are advancing to the divisional round to take on the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday. McVay has Kevin O'Connell... And McVeigh, of course, the former offensive coordinator of the Washington uh, Redskins, then, um, left in the uh, after the 2016 season, was here from 2010 through 2016, a low-level assistant at the beginning uh, for Mike Shanahan's staff, but quickly promoted and rose through the ranks just that year. In 2010, that first year here under Mike Shanahan, and with Sean McVeigh at 23 years old, he replaced John Embry, the tight ends coach who left, Washington to go to the University of Colorado to become their head coach, right? now, You'll hear that name again. Um, So you have McVay, who also has Kevin O'Connell, who was an offensive assistant here and then turned in to be the offensive coordinator once Sean McVay left for Los Angeles. Kevin O'Connell rejoined him in Los Angeles, also former tight ends coach, for the Washington Redskins, Wes Phillips is still with McVeigh. We mentioned Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator. Now, over in San Francisco, of course, you have Kyle Shanahan. You have Mike McDaniel, who everybody widely regards as one of the brightest, sharpest young minds. Uh, if you know Andrew Hawkins, a former receiver, uh, always crows about Mike McDaniel's the great Bobby Turner. Uh, legendary running backs coach for Mike Shanahan and now Kyle Shanahan for so many years. Chris Furster, very good offensive line coach. Richard Hightower, their special teams coordinator. Uh, Leonard Hankerson, who I covered as a player uh, and I keep in touch with. Leonard Hankerson is an offensive assistant for the 49ers. Daryl Tapp, same thing, covered him as a player. He went on to Virginia Tech as a coach, joined Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers this particular year along with Hankerson. Uh, also, John Embry, who we just mentioned, who left Washington in 2010 as part of that first Mike Shanahan staff, went to Colorado, didn't work out there, has kind of bounced around and has kind of been with the Kyle Shanahan group uh, for a while. John Embry, also with the San Francisco 49ers. How about Bobby Slowick Jr.? Now, Bobby Slowick Jr., might not know that name, he was part of that Mike Shanahan staff in a lower-level role. His dad, Bob Sloick, I got to know really well, um, he was uh, a higher level. He was the linebacker's coach, I believe, under uh, Jim Hazlitt. Um, And Bob Sloick was a former defensive coordinator in the league, I think, with Green Bay and all that. Uh, So his son, Bobby Sloick, Jr., is part of that San Francisco staff. Meanwhile, Joe Barry is the Green Bay Packer defensive coordinator. He just left Los Angeles a year ago, so he joined Matt LaFleur, who actually, he and Matt LaFleur did not coach together in Washington. Two separate regimes, which is fascinating, because if I understand it right, Joe Barry was recommended to Matt LaFleur in Green Bay from Sean McVay. Now, you might say, well, well, why didn't Sean just, I don't know the answer to that, but that's kind of how it worked, is my understanding. Joe Barry has done a good job with this Green Bay defense. We'll see how it holds up against the San Francisco 49ers. Jerry Gray, a long ago defensive backs coach, uh, and actually interviewed for the head coaching position before it went to Mike Shanahan, he's in Green Bay. Kirk Olivadotti, a longtime linebackers coach, a couple of different stints here, crossed over with Matt LaFleur uh, at one point. So he's in Green Bay. He was here in Washington and, again, went to Green Bay a couple of years ago. Uh, to be a part of that staff. Also, already eliminated, Danny Smith, the special teams coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ike Hilliard, the wide receivers coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Danny's been gone for a long time. He coached under Jim Zorn, uh, Joe Gibbs, and Mike Shanahan. Also, uh, and he was from Pittsburgh, so he went back home. Ike Hilliard was here up until, I think it was two years ago, uh, as part of Jay Gruden's staff. He was here a couple of different times. And this just went in uh, a guy who I know real well, uh, Chase Hazlitt, is an offensive assistant for the Dallas Cowboys. That is Jim Hazlitt's son. Speaking of Jim Hazlitt, he is the linebacker's coach For the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed. So the coaching connections and the coaching tree of the Washington Redskins is incredible uh, and littered throughout uh, these playoffs. No doubt. Just pointing it out. Also, wanted to pass this along. Dak Prescott had some really, really, really uh, poor choice words to say about the officials on Sunday after a tough emotional loss. There's no doubt about it, and he was frustrated. Um, and I understand being frustrated and not always saying the right thing. I, I do. I do get that. Um, but Dak Prescott went out of his way to say some really, 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 really not savory things. Well, NBA officials uh, came out and ripped Dak Prescott for praising cowboy fans who threw trash. At NFL officials. Why? Because, obviously, they don't want that at NBA games. They urge the NFL to take action. Well, we don't know if Dak is going to be suspended or fined. I I would imagine a strong fine. Uh, And he finally, on Tuesday night, came out with a pretty strong, I assume sincere, Apology. He said, quote, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. There was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. I, I mean, certainly, you know, you again, you accept... The apology is better than no apology. Uh, it seems sincere. Dax seems like a pretty good guy. uh, was just obviously heated in the moment, but you can't say what he said, period. All right, back in a flash right here. On the Locked On Washington football team podcast, could a big reunion, uh, not a reunion, could a big marriage, if you will, go down in New York and New Jersey that could affect the Washington football team? Guys, it's Chris Russell here from my friends at bet online. I've been all over bet online during these here playoffs uh, and tweeted a whole bunch about uh, all of the early lines for the four divisional playoff games this weekend, so now you can get aboard and get in on all the action at bet online uh, on their new desktop. Uh, it's updated and their mobile website. You can sign up today, get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON to get started. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action. You can do in game, you can do pre, uh, you can do it all at Bet Online. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Hit it up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. By the way, the Seahawks have fired defensive coordinator Ken Newerton Jr. That was expected, uh, but that is a coach that, or a position that will now have to be filled. It'll be interesting to see how Seattle uh, takes care of that. They've already requested permission to talk to Broncos assistant coach Ed Donatel. So we will see if any of these new coaching staffs all across the NFL uh, affect the Washington football team's coaching staff in any way. We don't have any information on that right now, but obviously we pass it along to you if and when we get it. All right, Jordan Schultz, longtime reporter, formerly of Yahoo, ESPN. I'm not sure exactly, you know, he's kind of working independently right now. I'm not sure what happened at ESPN. Uh, that being said, he reported, and I'll take him at his word, that sources are telling him that Brian Flores, the former Miami Dolphins now head coach, and Deshaun Watson want to hook up in New York with the Giants, he wrote, developing story, Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores have been in constant communication, trying to navigate a scenario with a go to the same team per sources. Watson, quote-unquote, trusts and likes, end quote, Flores, and has been adamant internally that he'd like to play for him next season. Now, Schultz also added that he's told owner John Mara, quote, respects and likes Flores, end quote, a Brooklyn native, and that Flores would prioritize the g men job at or near the top of his list, end quote, per a source close to the situation. I think Flores and somebody else connected in this were both, uh, you know, again, born in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the details on that, but, again, these things have a weird way – Uh, of working out. So just keep an eye on that, obviously, because if Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores lined up up with the Giants, and the Giants have two top ten picks, that could change things around very quickly for Big Blue. And speaking of blue, that could be Mike McCarthy in more ways than one. Not only the blue and silver, but he could be blue if the Jones family decides to kick him to the curb. So, the latest odds per betonline.ag, uh, which you can follow on Twitter at betonline underscore ag, is will Mike McCarthy be the Dallas Cowboys head coach week one of the 2022 season? Yes, minus 150 or 2 to 3, uh, and no, plus 110 at 11 to 10. So, he is favored to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach. And certainly that's the verbal indication so far from the Jones, but we all know that can change. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Again, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. David Harrison will be back with a solo episode on the next Edition, and then we'll be rejoining each other before the end of the week with a final preview of the four divisional playoff games and wrapping up uh, any and all news. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to hop in on the voicemail line, it's 301 615 Three five seven seven. That's three oh one six one five three five seven seven. Or if you want to do snail email, it's lockwftpod at Gmail dot com. Again, David, back on the next episode solo. We'll be back together again as a tandem before the end of the week for David Harrison, who's covering the WFT for SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell again, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the team nine eight of the Washington football team flagship station, Monday through Friday, three to seven with Pete Medhurst. Right here. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.